Gabrielle Marie, philosopher, entrepreneur with almost 10 years of career and business mentoring under my belt. My purpose in life? World peace, of course, but in a slightly humbler fashion, helping people to say fuck it and free themselves from the stuff that keeps them from living fully. Get unstuck. Get unstuck. Hi, another Monday, another podcast episode. This one, by popular request, addresses the concept of the creative generalist. If you've been listening to my podcast, you might have heard me mention creative generalist a few times, and you may have wondered what exactly it is. Well, if so, you're in luck. After this episode, you will know all about it. Creative generalists are among my favorite kind of people. They're people, and I have to say I count myself as one of them, and so do many of my clients and friends, with a broad range of interests and skills across different fields. They could be teachers, entrepreneurs, artists, engineers, mathematicians, scientists, or a combination thereof. Anyone really can be a creative generalist. It simply depends on how their creative brain is wired and the way they choose to use it. Let me name a few. A super cool and smart client combines art, painting and drawing with consulting on sustainable development and her passion for rugby into a career and business that is socially responsible and anything but boring. Another client who's an amazing singer-songwriter also makes unique jewelry pieces. They are absolutely to die for. She also teaches and she does social justice work. Still another one used to be a fashion designer. She now started an Etsy shop that's been super successful from the very beginning and also makes ceramics from wild clay, among other things. She's also super witty and clever, which not only makes her fun to be around, but also a great online marketeer. These creative generalists demonstrate that creativity isn't limited to a certain type of work or art form. They use their varied talents, interests, skills and passions in unique ways to solve problems for all sorts of projects and situations. What makes a creative generalist stand out is the ability to draw connections between different ideas, to build bridges between people and things, to mix up different fields, and to develop innovative solutions to problems. They can move between different disciplines, roles, and tasks really easily, like it's their nature, like it's natural to them. One thing that every creative generalist has is a rebellious nature. We are all activists at heart, we can't stand injustice, and when we see a problem, we have a natural urge to want to fix it. Sounds familiar? It's not always a good thing, but you know, you can't really change a wild heart, now can you? Now let me ask you a few questions. Do you have broad interests that cross many disciplines? Are you naturally curious and do you love learning new things? Do you like thinking outside the box and coming up with innovative solutions? Do you want to make a difference and be part of something bigger than yourself? And are you an activist at heart who can't stand injustice? 
If you answered yes to most of these questions, you might just be a creative generalist. Congratulations and welcome. Wait, I know what you're thinking now. You're thinking, but Muriel, I'm not creative, so this couldn't be me. When I start talking about creative generalists, most people immediately tell me they can't identify with it because they don't believe they're creative. When I give a keynote, for instance, I ask who resonates with being creative and who doesn't at the beginning of my talk. Most people say they don't, but by the end, most of them change their mind. The reason is that most people wrongly but naturally think of being creative as being artistic but they're just not the same thing. Creativity is not about clay or paintbrushes. It's about problem solving. You need to be creative to do art, but you don't need to be artistic to be creative. When you have a white canvas in front of you and you want to paint something on it, of course you need to be creative. But what you're really doing is you are solving a problem. How to go from the white canvas to what it is you have in your mind. So being creative is to think outside the box, be open-minded and challenge assumptions and come up with solutions and innovation, not just artistry. It means that you can look at problems from different angles, explore new opportunities, push boundaries and spark ideas and innovations that could potentially change the world. It's such an enriching experience, so I really don't want you to let anyone tell you otherwise. The thing about creative generalists is that they're really curious, multidisciplinary thinkers who can explore many different avenues for approaching a problem or challenge. Take the example of Steve Allen, an American comedian, writer, poet, lyricist, composer, actor, concert artist, and lecturer. The guy wrote 54 books and about 100,000 songs. No, not 100,000, 10,000, but still, that's quite a lot of songs. And he's not alone in that. There are so many different people who are interested in different fields and doing all of these amazing things. According to my definition, a creative generalist is someone who is curious, adventurous, is an explorer, fast learner, someone with many talents, broad interests and a hunger for knowledge across many topics, a natural problem solver, a bridge builder with thicker skin for failure, and a capacity for change. It's someone who doesn't fit into a specific career path very often, is also easily bored, loves to get started over and over again, learning new things, and is always in for a challenge. This all sounds amazing, doesn't it? And it is, but there is also a downside to it. The world isn't made for us creative generalists yet. Many of us feel like imposters, we lack self-confidence, we think something's wrong with us, really. We feel shame and guilt for never sticking to anything, like our parents and our teachers and everyone who really just wants the best for us, generously keeps reminding us of. And we often don't really know ourselves what to do with our lives. We're still waiting for that moment of clarity where we'll find the thing that we're supposed to be doing. So let me break it to you now. You can stop searching. 
You can stop feeling ashamed of who you are and looking for that magical unicorn of a career because it doesn't exist. There is nothing wrong with you. A world of specialists just misdiagnosed you. You're a generalist. Isn't that awesome? You know, it's like the story of the ugly duckling. I tell this story to all of my clients and I wrote about it in the Dutch book that I wrote on creative generalists. And the story goes like this. Once upon a time, there was an ugly duckling. He was always trying to fit in with the other ducks by acting like them and trying to fly like them and waddle as if, you know, they did. But no matter how hard he tried, it never worked. He was different from all the other ducks and didn't belong. And he didn't know why. One day, after a long journey of searching for acceptance and belonging, the ugly duckling stumbled upon a flock of beautiful swans who welcomed him with open wings. And that's when he realized that he wasn't a duckling at all. He was a swan. So if you feel like you don't fit in anywhere, or if people are telling you that you're too unfocused or unambitious, you can really start to just embrace who you are and stop trying to fit into someone else's idea of success. You're a creative generalist and that can be your superpower. It really can. And I know, I know it's so much easier said than done, but bear with me for a minute. You know, growing up, I could never stick to just doing one thing. I would start something like, I don't know, a new sport, pottery, making paper flowers, and then I'd get bored of it. I would also have more ideas in a day than I could actually do something with. I was always searching for something new to learn, to explore, to do. Something that's been challenging in my entire life, really. This hunger for knowledge and having to be intellectually challenged. And it certainly is a big issue on dating apps, I can tell you that. <laughs> Because my mind still needs that stimulation. If I can't learn something new, it's really hard for me to stay interested. So when I was younger, I would get very frustrated that I couldn't stick to one interest for long before wanting to move on to the next thing. Well, you know, the reality is mostly my parents would get frustrated when I was really young. Um, but as I grew older, I would feel shame for starting something new and then quitting midway over and over again. I didn't fit in conventional career paths either. I remember an interview for a big IT consulting firm, which I will not name because, you know, everybody knows them, when I was finishing my philosophy master. And it's the only time that I ever interviewed for a job. And although I went in with confidence and thinking, you know, I'm finishing university, I have a university degree, you know, I'm smart, I can learn, whatever. It was the confirmation I needed to go do my own thing. So there was this white middle-aged man sitting at a desk that greeted me and that looked at me as if I was coming from another planet when I entered the interview room. He had a printout of the CV that I'd put together for the interview and he said, looking at me with a grin on his face, I'm really not sure I understand why you're here. So that took me aback and then he took the printout of my CV between his index and thumb and he waved it in front of me, in front of my face. This isn't worth anything, he said. 
In my opinion, you just wasted four years of your life. A philosophy degree, really. You should have gone to business school. I was speechless, to say the least, and just nodded my head in agreement, like the good people pleaser that I used to be. But that's a side note. But something in me said that he was so wrong, even if I didn't have the right words at the time to express what it was that I was feeling. So I left that interview shaken for sure and feeling like failure. But six months later, I'd graduated from university and I started freelancing as a project manager with a small agency. And it became the first step towards my entrepreneurial career. If you fast forward to today, I'm a creative generalist who built a portfolio career for herself. I'm an investor in creative business startups. I run my own international coaching business. I write books. I make online projects. And I help create social change through community initiatives. I even consult and mentor smart, ambitious people from all over the world to find their sweet spot, to create the careers they really want to have, and to build confidence and make a living out of their interests and passions. So yes, I'm still easily bored, but instead of feeling frustrated about not fitting into one specific career path, I have embraced who I am. And that has been the most freeing experience of all. So I have to thank that person who waved my CV in front of me. If you consider yourself a creative generalist too, don't be scared to go for what you want and to take risks. And certainly don't listen to the specialists who have no clue about how your brain is wired and what you need to be happy. Because your brain is a business advantage. Even though creative generalists don't fit in the traditional job market yet, They are precious to companies who rely on their adaptability and their ability to think outside the box. Because in today's fast-paced world, more and more employers are really looking for individuals with diverse skill sets and backgrounds. Companies are really beginning to recognize the value of having a generalist look at life and in being able to work across various departments and functions within an organization. It's really useful when you want to develop new products and services quickly, efficiently, and effectively. So I see more and more people embrace the concept of creative generalists. I see more and more of my clients add the term to their LinkedIn profiles, for instance, and I really do a happy dance every time that happens. And I read interviews of, you know, successful creatives who who identify themselves as creative generalists. Like even just last week, a wonderfully creative friend and energetic entrepreneur gave a talk that mentioned creative generalists as the type of creatives who are perfect for entrepreneurial careers. Since it's gaining so much traction, let's take a look at where the term creative generalist comes from. Because there are many names for this creative and cognitive condition that we have. You know, some people call it Jack or Jill of all trades, polymath, scanner, slasher, 
multi-potential or multi-passionate creative, Renaissance woman or man. The term itself was coined by Steve Hardy in 2005 when he wrote a manifesto on innovation. And I'll add the link to the PDF of that manifesto in the show notes. He talks about a type of people that can produce innovation and change thanks to a wide range of interests and their unique way of bringing different disciplines together. In more recent years, there is a couple of really interesting multipotentials and creative generalists who have helped spread knowledge about how our brains are wired. And two of them are Emily Wapnick and Marie Forleo. Emily talks about multipotentialites and Marie Forleo talks about multipassionate creatives, but Basically, we're all talking about the same kind of people, which is good because, you know, more and more people need to be aware of this. And the grandmothers of the creative generalists, as I like to call them, are still, to me, Barbara Scher and Margaret Lobenstein, who both wrote terrific books that are still so relevant and helpful to so many of my clients and to myself today. So I'll include their most important book titles in the show notes of this episode as well. But I think that a definition of creative generalists wouldn't be complete without mentioning a much more recent and groundbreaking book by David Epstein called Range, in which he talks about how having a broad range of interests makes us better problem solvers. And what I really love about his book is that it's a more scientific approach to uh, this new knowledge. So if you love to, you know, back theories and knowledge with scientific information and with um, research and, you know, all of that, you're definitely going to love this book. So I'll add a link in the show notes as well. Now, the term creative generalist, you might have heard it before. It's used rather loosely. And I think that's actually a great thing because it allows people to define themselves as they see fit, right? Not as society sees fit, because being a creative generalist means different things to different people. But one thing is for sure, that problem solving, multiple interests and a hunger for knowledge really lie at the core of everything. To end this episode, let's look for a second at how being a creative generalist can be an advantage. But before we do that, let's just confirm that you are one. So please listen to the following questions and raise a finger for every time your answer is yes. Don't overthink it. Just listen to the question and then, you know, raise a finger if it applies to you. Do you get bored quickly when you figure out how something works? Do you enjoy learning, researching, exploring, and developing new skills? Do you keep changing your mind about what you want to do with your life? Are you still wondering what you'll be when you grow up? Is it difficult for you to explain to someone what you do? Do you often daydream about everything you want to do someday or still in your life, both professionally and personally? Do you often start many things, but finish only a few of them? And do you have trouble choosing out of fear of losing out? If you have three or more fingers raised right now, the chances are you're a creative generalist and you don't have one, but many interests and passions. It means that you have a unique and brilliant brain. So congratulations, because being a creative generalist really has many benefits. 
From an individual perspective, it allows you to explore different areas of interest without feeling pressured to commit to a single field or role for too long. From a professional perspective, it also allows you to be a valuable asset in any team because you can draw from your diverse background and experiences to perform tasks that others may not have considered. Being a creative generalist is also a wonderful way of being if you want to start your own business or do your own thing because you have a natural ability to learn new things, to connect unrelated dots and you're really skilled at finding an original approach to a problem or creating innovative solutions that are beneficial to everyone. So you're really good at figuring out, you know, what a good service could be, what a good product could be, what a good app could be, like to find solutions to problems that many people have. And that's really what every entrepreneur wants to be able to do. My advice is to take the time to explore your interests to develop your passions, to embrace the power of being a creative generalist. Be proud of who you are and know that you are worth it. You will be amazed at what you can do when you open your mind to all the possibilities. Wow, that's it for this episode. Okay, so I'm stepping off the soapbox now. I really hope that I inspired you to embrace your many interests and talents and to be the awesome generalist that you were always meant to be. Before I go, here's this week's fuck it, let's do it experiment. This week, I would love for you to embrace your inner generalist. On a blank piece of paper, make a list of all your interests and passions List all the someday projects that are swirling around in your mind and all the things you wanted to be when you grew up. Instead of trying to pick something, look for common themes. What seemingly unrelated things could you combine into a remarkable career, business or project? Doing this exercise made me choose a career in coaching almost 10 years ago. I knew I wanted to do something that would combine writing, teaching, helping others, learning, entrepreneurship, philosophy, neuroscience, spirituality, all of the things that I was interested in. And through this exercise, I realized that it was actually possible to combine most, if not all, of those passions into one thing, and that's coaching. And now, nine years later, I can say that it's actually true. It really delivered on its promise. I get to have all of these different things in my work and in my life almost every day, which is amazing. If you want to take it a step further, here's this week's little act of daily rebellion. When working on a problem or challenge this week, Try to come up with the most extravagant or out-of-the-box solution you can think of. Push yourself to think outside the box. Whatever you think other people are going to think of you or are going to think about what you're doing or about your ID and embrace your creative generalist superpower. That's it for me. I'm really curious to hear what you come up with. So don't hesitate to email me at muriel at murielmarie.com or to send me a DM on Instagram at Muriel Marie. Thanks so much for listening. Have a super fun creative week and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.
just a heads up, I'm not a therapist or a doctor, so if you're not feeling your best mentally or physically and you need some help, please make sure to consult with a medical professional or a therapist.